EFIFT Podcast! NFTs, all of the problems and some of the solutions. With myself, Benjamin Bateman, Mitya Gorachevsky, Pavel Prigolovko, Eugene Morozov, and special guests, award-winning artists Igor Vishnyakov and Artem Murilovich. Okay, so I don't know if you want to uh, get us going with the uh, big topic at hand then, Mija. I don't know. Is that, I hope my mic's a little bit better than it was. I did oh, have now a little bit of feedback. Now it's working fine, Ben. There we go, I'm using a different microphone this week just to uh, try and be a little bit clearer. But yeah, get adjusting to these things. Oh, I mean, starting with the big obvious question then, I know I've spoke to a few of our artists uh, previously on the topic of NFTs, um, but uh, we mostly discussed the question, and are NFT real art? So I don't know, uh, either Artem, if you wanted to kind of just summarize um, what, what you said in our interview about your feelings on this, and we'll, we'll go from there. Okay. So, um, I think my answer was that, as far as I understand, I don't claim to be a professional on this. NFT is a real nice way to um, authenticate and to kind of document your artwork. It's not a real way, I mean, as far as I know, it's not really a way to create new artwork, but it's a really good work to keep a record of, especially in the digital world. So, uh, in short, that's my answer. Uh, but if you want me to expand, I can definitely say that the NFT craziness and boom created interest from artists to create artwork in uh, in digital format uh, that then could be transferred into NFT. And of course, we will see new generation of artists who take it to their kind of core understanding of what the art world is. Uh, I think those will be younger artists, probably younger than myself and Igor. But hopefully we'll get in this bus as well. Um, so that's it for now. I, I'll pass the mic to Igor. Basically, I guess uh, it's just a new exciting form. Like, uh, like I mentioned in interview for thousands of years, stones, <laughs> basically stone was the material it dominated. Then canvas took over for about five slash 600 years. Uh, with the paper and uh, now and then plastic and now uh, we have digital art and now NFT is just a new instrument so it's an exciting instrument as long as it's handled by the artist and you're showing the miracle <laughs> regardless you know showing something that does not exist create something out of nothing it's art yeah basically it is art yeah, I thought an interesting theme you both sort of tied together was uh, sort of considering NFT, the, the NFT itself as the medium, uh, whereas a yeah. lot of people sort of compare it more to the signature on the artwork. I don't know if anyone else has any sort of opinions in that way. Mitya, you're a very opinionated guy on these topics. Yeah, well, yeah, I have like it's a several conflicting things to say, probably. Um, one of them is, yeah, most of today's NFTs are just certificates of something and they're they're not uh, uh, like objects by themselves um that's first thing which should remember so if you if you find with that like if you if what if that's what you need the certificate to an, to to some object an art object or something like that an nft current nfts most of the current nfts except for few exceptions like cyberpunks for example where you have, if you have a, a, a an art object embedded into the NFT itself, then the NFT becomes a form of art already. And I think 
it's a, there is a huge difference between the two. Although most of the people on the current blockchain platforms will try to blur that and will say, oh, it's just the same. Well, it's the same name, NFT. It shouldn't be, I think. Because I think there is a difference between holding a certificate to the art and the art itself, right? I mean, um, that's one. That's kind of one thing. Another thing is if if we talk about NFT as a true NFT and a true art form, uh, then it is a it's it's what is the difference between that and the digital art, like the digital art that we know for like dozens of years already? I think. Is there a difference? That was uh, some. Well, that was Sasha's answer when we spoke to her. Essentially, uh, she went into uh, the details of differences between showing people photos on your phones and it is more of a medium for housing as such. Uh, was the direction she went with it? Um, another interesting. Maybe, maybe she can. Maybe she can expand now on that. No, yeah, I, I don't know if she's with a shit Igor or. Well, I've, my feeling about it is there's a, a already third generation in the West growing with like starting baseball cards, Pokemon cards and all that. So we're talking about compact collections. And if you can handle your collection in your pocket and your phone, why not? You know, because so, yeah, you don't need walls. You don't need a special place. You can enjoy it. I guess, yeah, people collect different stuff. But as long as it tells a story. Yeah, any any type of art is it's a story. It's either boring or fun or whatever makes you sad or happy. Yeah, it's 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 about that. Collecting is about possess possessing. It's about psychologically. Yeah, basically, I don't know. It's it's a strange form, but we as a species humans, we do that. We collect stuff. I like, and, I like uh, that some people they collect. Yeah, collect. Yeah, collect uh, NFTs. Collecting NFTs is the same thing. It's a new thing. People will explore. Will, will get into it because it's it's nice and compact. And how often can you show all your art collection in the comfort of I don't know on the beach? to a friend you just met and he collects NFTs too and you can show him your collection he can show you his <laughs> basically that's a, I guess it's about that that's about communication and communicating with, with yourself and uh, uh, I don't know expressing your individuality yeah, it so, starts from another end because there is no audience yeah, people, well I guess some people a lot of people create regardless because Basically, you're an artist because not because you decide one day it's like, oh, I'm gonna be an artist. You know, I'm gonna go. It's like you're born that way. You wake up in the morning, makes your heart tick. You wanna do this because it makes you jump and joy. It's like a child playing in the sandbox. Yeah, and uh, this kind of art, you can spot it right away. You know, it's honest. <laughs> it's open. And uh, basically, I've seen a lot of NFT art that is like quite inspiring and interesting. I don't know. I think it, it definitely deserves its place in history and time and whatever. And it's not for us to decide. You know, 200 years from now, people will decide what was interesting. Museum of Contemporary Art is a nuisance. You know, it's not for us to decide what was interesting in our generation. Because the, the screen of history will get rid of a lot of stuff and the only essential will come up. Yeah, as a result, yeah, the, when this, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, of course, history will filter the, the cream from, well, Absolutely. you know, what else Absolutely. they, they yeah. compare it to, of course. Yeah, 
Yes. Right now, it's, it's overwhelming, and uh, that's like, especially like if you look at the Ethereum, you know, it went up so so high simply because all those artists they went there and all of a sudden they decide to show and the guest fees are huge and everything is paid in the ethereum so like a lot of people they try themselves and like they kind of i don't know would, 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 you, would you would you agree with the statement that what you collect is part of your identity oh definitely of course it's defining your identity Yeah, of course, it is the base of your identity. It's your true self. Yeah, because basically this is how, uh, this is what you are when nobody sees you, you know, your collection. When you pull something out of a closet and looking at it and it makes you happy. I think Artyom wants to add something. Uh, yes, I just wanted to say that, um, uh, yes, collecting and creating, of course, are two different things, but... Um, As is NFT art, uh, well, does NFT allow you to create artwork? Does it give you any uh, any vehicles for creating as a tool? As, as a tool? As a tool? I mean, is that a tool? As a Photoshop or Illustrator? As far as I know, as far as I know, no, it's not. So uh, NFT is a good way to store your artwork. It's a good way to sell it. It's a good way to buy it. But it doesn't really allow you to create in a new way. That's my five yeah, I think it definitely comes back to what you were saying, Igor, about being able to possess things. You know, NFT is a form of possession rather than the form of it art is. itself. Perhaps. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because art is created in your heart. Art is created in your mind. It doesn't matter what media you use. But we live in an interesting time because, in a way, we take electricity and we turn it into gold. Let me comment a little bit about uh, uh, the storing versus creation uh, dilemma. Um, I was participated in a digital art conference, it was quite large, and there were a number of artists which uh, programmed their art. So, I mean, literally, the, uh, the guy who uh, used C++ to write some code, which created different uh, programs, different forms creation, different surface creation, and uh, that guy uh, used it for, uh, to see what, what uh, he gets in the, resu- in the result, and once he, uh, he finds uh, suitable form, then Uh, he uh, he created uh, as a physical object. So there's already a number of uh, digital art which is dynamic and progr- programmable. In that respect, uh, through NFT, uh, which you mentioned, they can include some uh, algorithms, could include some code which will create, uh, which will create for DNA uh, NFT object in your browser instead of just storing it. It comes down to this issue of Again, like you were saying, Mitya, CryptoPunks is possibly the example which stands out as something a little bit different. And I will come to Crypto Numis in a minute, of course. Eugene and Chuck. You painting one art object which cannot be copied, like right? It's like uh, something which is completely, completely unique versus you painting a trillion copies of the same thing. And if you just, for example, painting, creating. Does it make a difference for you? Or is it just for, uh, for basically, uh, you know, collectors, which makes the difference? I don't know. I think copying work is boring. <laughs> I'd rather go forward yeah, than copying my own stuff. But, but sometimes you come back to the theme or idea. Yeah, and basically, I don't know, it's like the true art, you can explain it in a few words. The idea, like I don't know, some people paint. I don't know, loneliness. No, no. I mean, I mean, hypothetically, imagine that you paint a picture, 
right right now when you paint a picture with your hands you know that it's a unique object it's only one copy like that original one imagine if like by some technology you would paint a picture and it would be exactly like that copied into myriads of pictures like that would it make a difference for you right um so so my uh so yes and no um in a big picture, it does not make a difference uh, because it's not it's not the actual brush stroke. That, at least in my artwork, I'm not communicating the brush stroke. I'm communicating the idea, which is represented through the brush strokes. So if that idea and million people see it instead of one, I'm million times happier. Uh, now there there will probably be only one original, and that original, you know, with the thick brush stroke or whatever it is, can be du du duplicated. And, you know, that person will hold that original, but I am definitely happy to see and to be able to make millions of copies of my, of my artwork and for millions of people to see. Uh, and I think every artist deep down inside wants uh, as big of an audience as he can get for his artwork. And if he tells you otherwise, he's probably lying. I'll put an interesting hypothetical out there then. Using your logic you've just described there, Artem, could you describe Bitcoin itself as an artwork uh, for the world with 21 million copies? Uh, it was something interesting uh, Philip Andre put to me uh, last night in a conversation. No, I wouldn't describe Bitcoin as an artwork because just like Igor says, art, art is something that makes you tick and you do it because you have it not to sell it or to profit from it. You do it because it, it needs to come out of you and it needs to be down on paper, canvas, computer screen, whatever it is. Uh, Bitcoin is a definitely interesting project and it, it has a lot of artistic elements in it, but I wouldn't call it an art project in itself, no. And what would you say to that, Igor? Uh, it's a different reality. It's a little bit. It's an art of, uh, I don't know, finance. I guess the the idea, yeah, the art of uh, liquidating bank, uh, world banking system. <laughs> For the most performance art. <laughs> yeah, right. Possibly. It is a performance art in a way. You know, it's a rebellion act, um, basically, because uh, since we don't need regulators anymore. Fantastic, because everyone is a regulator. Yeah, what do we need the banks for? It's interesting. It's a revolutionary idea. I don't know if it will slide in the next 40 slash 50 years. We'll see what happens next. But it's definitely very interesting. But it's not art. Like every art is a blockchain. The way art basically is created, especially contemporary art. It's kind of a blockchain. It's that postmodernistic soup. You take a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, uh, but, uh, I don't think Bitcoin is the art. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, the idea is great. That's for sure. Comes I think the, the difference words. between art and, and science, right? Uh, that's basically the difference between Bitcoin and an art form. Like the art form should create some kind of reflection. But, right? Fi fi financial art. Was the term Igor, I believe, used, and I like that a lot. Well, if you consider what's printed in the Genesis block of Bitcoin in that way, um, it, it has the headline from the Financial Times uh, well, literally into it. Between art and the art, I think the the art is an artist, and the art is an is an like engineering. You can call many things an art, like a, you know, work of of a master or something like that, right? Well, but but. There is a difference between this and artistic work 
which creates a reflection of something like in science or in like financial art, it would be something precisely what it is, right? So if you say, uh, you know, we, we're, we're, we're doing that and it has the properties of, of this and that, money and whatever, then it, it will exactly have these properties. Uh, where in art, it is a reflection, so the, the audience is reflecting on the art form itself and for each one of us, the art... Would be the art form would be different, right? The art meaning it means literally not natural, and since the Bitcoin is not a natural form of uh, finance, I guess it is an art. <laughs> oh, fantastic! I've, I've got one person on side. Does anyone else want to pipe in for this? I know Anton, you had a question in a moment. Yeah, I hello and thanks, hello everyone. I was wondering, and uh, it's an open-minded uh, guess. Uh, I mean, uh, even if I understand that NFT brings really the the side of uh, property, financial property, and so on, um, can we really um, feel the same emotion uh, with NFT? Comparing uh, when you are watching uh, or staring. Uh, uh, to a painting or drawing uh, you can keep in your hand or see just in front of you, uh, whereas NFT, you have to watch it uh, behind your screen. And finally, you can't see the real details and so on because you can't uh, feel really deeply the the piece of heart. So is there, is there a real uh, feeling to watch uh, the, the art behind your screen? That's why it's open my question. Imagine the future when you can travel from country to country in, instead of carrying 20 kilos of books like I used to do, like you're going to Thailand for a month, you take 20 kilos of books. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like you don't need to take 20 kilos of books. It's all in your iPad. Your art collection is you know, in your iPad. Your currency is in your iPad. Everything or in telephone and like anything, any smart device. It's kind of cool, you know. All you need is a few changes of uh, clothes, and that's about it. <laughs> I might add to that that should you should you really uh, feel the need for fifteenth uh, or sixteenth century art, you can always go to Louvre or Dubai's museums or the British Museum, of course, or the Met, which happens to be my favorite. Uh, but Igor and Eugene are obviously very close to the Crypto Numis project. Uh, so, oh, and Artem's back with us now. Uh, what, what do you guys feel is kind of the distinguishing factor with this in bringing about a, a new way of doing it? Well, I might start by saying that, um, remember, we, we're still working within the framework uh, of Freetown, which on its own, uh, I might uh, say, hello, Mitya, a work of art. And uh, it is important to understand that people start experimenting with different things. So the uh, cryptonomous um, uh, sub-governance, what we call on free thought, was formed by a group of private individuals. Uh, it did not uh, draw upon resources of the community. Just some, a group of people decided to get together and run a contest for the best uh, commemorative coin uh, to um, memorialize the first year of free thought anniversary. And, and amazingly or not, we received uh, 111 
formally submitted and one more informally submitted work that the jury is now deliberating on. Extremely interesting and great results I might add. Uh, so that's my quick, uh, quick introduction. And of course the artists on the call today and some others who all happen to be friends of mine for many, many years, uh, they all took part, were very excited and uh, uh, I know, Igor, you, you and Sasha submitted, so you, you want to say something about your thoughts on that? Sasha, no, she ran away with the baby, sorry. Yeah, so I'm on my own again. Yeah, basic, it's very exciting. I like the concept. I like the idea of illuminating um, all the nuisance that was happening with the previous platforms for similar projects. Uh, I don't know, it's very... It's very exciting uh, to see how it's growing. My suggestion is that uh, Freeton should build a collection of art. Yeah, so we can definitely work on that. Yeah, and uh, keep the collection. Start a little museum and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this idea. I know uh, one audience member was particularly taken with your intrigue or uh, deal. Who's uh, behind me? She she was a uh, very very uh, intrigued. She loved it. Um, I don't know if uh, you've got any thoughts you wanted to add on this, Major. Well, Guillaume Apollinaire once said that a museum is a cemetery of art. And uh, is is it us, every one of us, collecting, um, giving like more life into art? Does it create more? I would say art and artists or it's just creating more symmetry of it well this is actually what i particularly like with the crypto numis project uh going back to what you said igor about uh, art is a story it's something you have to kind of get out there or a story you want to tell and the this uh, predicament you have with NFTs is the copying factor, the people who sarcastically are like, well, I've screenshotted it, now I own the NFT. It's almost like it brings that one-on-one -on -one aspect to the collector again and almost removes the art from the museum and puts it back into people's hearts. And I see Artem's back with us. I don't know if you wanted to add anything on this, buddy. Um I'm actually looking for looking forward to see the first NFT museum of art in in the near future. <laughs> so so I think yes, it does bring artwork back to home. But I think there will be uh, institutions, NFT institutions. Yeah, Hermitage actually is uh, planning to do uh, some. Uh, issue their own NFTs as well, uh, actually, so this is going on, so very conservative big museums uh, go in the direction already. Um, and also I wanted to say that, uh, you know, the, the buying craziness, uh, it's sort of like the bourgeoisie of, uh, uh, like the bourgeois class that was formed uh, in Europe uh, in 18th and 19th century, uh, basically, uh, and that's the way I see it now, you know. Basically, people got extra money that they made, or, the, or they, uh, and they're spending it on stuff uh, that previous generation wasn't spending on. Uh, that you know, something that didn't exist before. You know, this is new world, new trend, and new money spends their money on uh, on new trends. You know, which is uh, which which is in sync to their reality, rather. The sale of Jack's first tweets for, I think it was something like $3 million, is a, a perfect example of that, I would say. 
people collect a lot of strange stuff. <laughs> Basically, it's a form of this collection thing, generally, sort of a form of disorder. <laughs> from a psychiatric point of view. People collect uh, tea strainers or, I don't know, uh, beer coasters and <laughs> things like that. People collect a lot of stuff. But the new generation, for example, I have, a, I have two daughters. One is nine years old. Uh, recently for her birthday or, or even like for, yeah, I asked her like what kind of presents she wants. Most of the stuff that she wanted was inside of her computer, inside of her games. Uh, the position, possession is a thing of a past. You know, we're living in a sharing society. We have a car sharing, we have house sharing, we got BMB this, uh, I don't know, Uber that. Uh, it's, it's, and the kids, the, it's the new junior. Uh, and uh, again, uh, those are the people who growing up with uh, Pokemon cards. Yeah, they do want to have originals. They can scan pictures of Pokemon off the computer or like print them on a computer, but it's not going to be the same. But they want to have original cards. Yeah, and I guess the same. And it's always here. Yeah, some people who want them more, some people who want them less. But I don't care. For, I just want to make them. <laughs> I don't care if there's a huge demand or I'm going to sell it for millions. It's it's not about that. For artists, it's really about making stuff, not about selling stuff. Selling is a different profession. We have art dealers for that, galleries, agents. No, not basically. It's a artist uh, is the one who creates really. <laughs> As, as you say, it's, it, what makes your heart tick creation? Uh, precisely, yeah, precisely. It's something that, you know, and like do something, something you look forward. Yeah, in the West, we call it the meaning of life. It's too big of a word. In Japan, they call it uh, ikigai. It could be anything. It could be a little figurine of, I don't know, sailor moon that you're painted when you're coming home from work, like an 18-hour day of work. Like in Japan's case, right? Uh, seven and foot tall Halloween costume of Groot, which uh, my very artistic other half made and stands yeah. in my corner. Precisely, precisely. It's, it's it's really it's really about that. That's why, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. In the creation, it's like why why not in this form? Why not? It's it's a, it's a wonderful form, you know. Why not? It's it just I don't know. For me, it's just another instrument. That's all. Yeah, like a, a, it's easy to express it. It's uh, it's less time consuming, and basically, and more people can see it. You know, you know like a lot of people are using social media for that. Yeah, they like they posting their stuff on social media, and uh, they've been doing it for quite some time now. It's like it became a second uh, job for many people. They're so serious about their social media i'm not very serious about my social media i have an instagram page that's about it but uh, i don't know like it's, it's a form of expression yeah we're very simple creatures we have four basic hormones and uh, basically in order to really to really receive one of those hormones we need those likes we need those basically visits on our websites and clicks and uh, hearts and uh, yeah, I don't know. there's a great more so in this respect there is a little bit of a conflict i think i liked very much what you said about like we were in the sharing sharing economy kind of paradigm but we still possess things because if you you cannot take that away because, i mean communism which doesn't work 
So things are slowly moving into your telephone. Sorry, I interrupted you. Things are slowly going from the virtual, from the offline world into an online world. Yes, of course. Uh, but we but see that but transformation. We see that transition already. I used to make albums with photographs like all my life. Now I have an uh, I have a cloud, <laughs> you know, basically. And uh, yes, but how that reflects to art? Can we share art? Of course, art is meant to be shared. Yeah, it's something that you put somewhere and people. But doesn't it mean to be possessed as well? Uh, it is a possession. Well, it's somewhere, you know. You see so which one of them? Wait, wait a second. There is a conflict. Uh, I mean, either it's either possession or sharing. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, but sharing. Uh, but basically, in a sharing society, no. But, but like everything, but everything is moving into. Of, of telephone slowly. No, no, that's fine. Uh, Igor, we understand, I understand about the telephone part, but yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, the question is between possession and sharing. How how, how is that going to work? But, but to whom, right? Uh, if you are an artist, I think by and large we heard the answer that what matters is that people see it, right? Therefore, implying that multiplication is good. Now, for the owner, if somebody buys for example, and wants that possession thing. It's the opposite, right? It's, it's a uniqueness that is value. What no, I, that's that's why we that's have exactly that. That's exactly what I've been trying to say. What, what we have in cryptonomy is, right, there are two sides of the, of the nomi, which is a coin, right? And the first one side is, is shared to everyone. Everyone can see that. But the other side, the flip side, is possessed only by the owner. And it's the owner's decision to share it or not. What artists think about that? I think it's brilliant. I love it. I think it's a great idea, yeah, because that's another thing. One of my daughter's favorite toys is called LOL. So option A, your piece of art can be seen by a hundred people and it has your name on it. Or option B, someone else takes your idea and shares it as their own with no accreditation and it gets seen internationally but you get no recognition for it. Is the ownership of the idea the important part to you? So uh, to me it is. But but I would rather I would rather have millions of people see it and uh, and uh, get synchronized with an idea than a hundred seeing it and not synchronized. So, I mean, to me personally, just because I'm egocentric, I guess, it's important to have my name next to my work, but it's not, like I said, it's still more important for millions to see it than to have my name on it. There's a great piece by Klimt, Joseph Klimt, called uh, New de Veritas, The Naked Truth. Uh, and basically, and there's a, a little um, cool quote right on the, on the picture saying, uh, do what you do best in the benefit of the few. Uh, it is not good to be loved by everyone. Uh, yeah, exactly. I kind of like the up. idea. Yeah, I kind I kind of like the idea of like a hundred people really dig it. Yeah, but for me, uh, the result is not as important as actually process because basically the process is more important. You know, that's what makes me happy when I'm in the studio and uh, uh, I'm I'm in the zone. Yeah, I have a 
pizza that has been on the floor for the last three days, you know, the cigarette on my hand is off <laughs> like the joint. It's not leaded. And like, and I don't care because I have an airbrush in my hand and I'm bombing and uh, I don't even have a mask. I don't have glasses. I don't care anymore. I'm just there, you know, I'm doing it. It's like you're in the zone. Yeah, that's, I don't know, at least, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's personal. Either people work different way. You have to explain the process that what you're doing is extremely dangerous to your health. Yes, it is, yes, it is. Yeah, I'm always doing that. Before I worked with ammonium bichromate, so that was pretty bad. Yeah, I was making gum prints, and that was in the bathtub where I was taking a bath. inside. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kind of like airbrush in the basement is just insane, too, but I'm still doing it. Well, now I live in the countryside, so I'm outside. <laughs> but, but back in the days, yeah, in Brooklyn, yeah, I worked in the basement. That was kind of like, I didn't care. It's about, yeah, art. Kind of like, like it's kind of self, uh, selfless rather than selfish. Yeah, it's kind of like it's all about the result. Yeah, you work for the result. You see the result, or it, it's in your head. And my only problem is that my hands are work much slower than my head. And with a with a with an with a electronic art, computer art, and NFT in particular, I realize I can realize my ideas much faster. Because sometimes time passes and I think, oh, it was a banal idea. I don't want to do it anymore. No, but I would rather uh, realize all the ideas and then decide it was good or bad. And much healthier, I should say. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, disclaimer, don't try this at kit home, kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. Okay, so, Artem, uh, we didn't really get your thoughts on uh, well, how do you feel about the uh, well, the intrinsic aspect of Crypto Numis with the two-sided uh, aspect and being able to tell that personal secret? Oh, like I said, I think it's a brilliant idea, you know, that uh, everybody can see the front side, but only has the backside, but it actually caters to, uh, to both parties. The artists get to show his artwork to as many people as possible, and the owner slash collector gets to keep his personal, unique uh, piece of that artwork to himself. So both, uh, I think both are very happy with it. Uh, I think it's a brilliant and easy way to make everyone happy. Because uh, um, it's because, I mean, the, idea, the art idea, at best, you know, I mean, it comes from the universe, right? Somehow it gets implanted into your head, and then you're just, you know, you're just the vessel that translates that idea, idea into the world. So, of course, you want this idea to be seen by as many people as possible. Um, and, of, I mean, <laughs> uh, unlike Igor, I also like to sell my artwork. I mean, it's important for me to sell it because that's how, this is my bread and butter. If I don't sell my artwork, I have to go work elsewhere, which I don't like. Uh, so it's great when uh, visibility and potential sales can be merged into one entity. Great, so. <coughs> so where, that, that's where collectors are coming, and that's, I think, why, like, of course, NFT has the potential of connecting the artists with the collectors and with the audience directly, of course, without, um, you know, there's all sorts of intermediators um, in between, which takes usually, you know, largest portion of the of the of the money for not providing a lot of value. 
So, of course, when we talk about blockchain, we always talk about this disintermediation part where, you know, in peer-to-peer economy, so that I think for me that's a given that economically it works much better than before in the history of art with the, with the art-enabled uh, NFTs. I think for me, as, uh, as also a collector, it, it is important that, um, that, the, that the NFT itself will be an art itself and not just a certificate because I don't want to pay for a certificate. I, I like to pay for an art itself. But uh, again, maybe there are collectors. I don't know if there are collectors. Actually, I think we are missing some collectors on this call, so we don't hear the, their side of the story, right? If 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 there is here anyone who is collecting art, please you know come forward and say what you think. <laughs> I might venture, Mitya, as as the uh, proud owner of the largest number of Igor's work. Works. Uh, am, am I Igor? Do, do I still have the largest collection? Yes, you are. Yeah, in the world, you okay. have the most. <laughs> yeah. oh. Yes. So anyway, uh, as a collector, now I was a very special kind of collector. Yeah, I was using the art uh, to uh, create living spaces. Uh, uh, I was, as a hobby, for many many years doing. A large apartment. You kept a lot for yourself too. <laughs> well, I did stuff, yes. But anyway, the, the, the majority of works uh, that I bought from artists went to decorate the walls of uh, upscale apartments that I did. And, and for each apartment, you know, would probably use 20 to 30 works. Uh, usually from like two to three different artists uh, uh, to uh, match the style of a particular space. So for me, uh, that was the primary use, of course. Uh, some I did keep, but again, to me, honestly, it is more the memory and the ability to reach out to my friends. Okay, so uh, did we have any questions uh, from anyone in the audience or anyone else on stage? Anything anyone wanted to go back to or go over? I think we covered it all, maybe, more or less. Yeah, I, I think that's a pretty in-depth conversation, to be fair. Okay, well. suggestion, and because a lot of those platforms that I've seen before, they acting, uh, they, they don't look like collectors because they're trying to be buying something, they're trying to resell right away. Real collectors, they don't sell, they keep it for themselves. And uh, for me, if what, I, what I would suggest uh, for the free tone is that uh, I think we can um, like maybe have like a curate the projects, put like organize the work a certain way, so it'd be rather like going to a museum rather than uh, like just a bunch of people trying to sell something right away. Maybe build a collection. You know, and like yeah. maybe like okay, the artist can make donations. I'll make a donations. Uh, uh, yeah, that's in the works, I think, already, Mitya, right? Yes, of course, of course. And yeah, I think for me, for me, it's also. I totally agree with Igor. I think that the NFTs today, NFT space, is a totally, completely speculative space, which is fine if you remember. Well, you, you can remember that, but uh, but. Uh, in like uh, uh, Netherlands, it was the same in the in the Renaissance, uh, right? Uh, so everyone was kind of speculating about art as well. But in the end, um, you sh- you should create a collectors 
on the road somewhere, right? We should have them. And I, I totally agree that uh, this is this is a big part of the vision to to create a market, to create a real market of the real art uh, on the blockchain, not just uh, speculative assets. Stay out of the